Hello and welcome to Z Formula E podcast, a post Formula E race commentary podcast hosted by me, Homer Ruth. I hope you're doing well, but if for some reason life is not going as well as you'd like it to, I always say take it to the Lord in prayer and hopefully some Formula E will cheer you up. Welcome to today's podcast episode, which is about the 2022 Shell Recharge Berlin Epri, specifically round eight of racing that we had this year in Formula E. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining in. I hope you become a subscriber. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, it greatly helps. But if you've been here, and if you've been here from day one, I really, really appreciate you. Or if you joined us a few episodes ago, I really, really appreciate you. And uh, I would like to remind you, if you missed any Formula E race this season or last season, you can find every race on this podcast channel. Just go through the post podcast episodes and search for the particular race that you're looking for, and you'll find the post-race commentary for it. All right, let's dive into today's episode, which... Like I said before, is about the 2022 Shell Recharge Berlin Epri, specifically the eighth round of racing. Because this weekend, we had two rounds of racing in Formula E in Berlin at the same circuit. So we had the f- seventh round of racing, which happened on the 14th of May. And uh, we had the eighth round of racing, which happened on the 15th of May. So I covered the very first round of racing that we had in Berlin this year which was the seventh round of racing in the previous podcast episode. And so this podcast episode is covering the second round of racing that we had in Berlin, which is the eighth round of racing that we had in Formula E this season. I hope it's not confusing, but uh, yes. So 22 drivers, 22 cars fighting it out on the streets of Berlin at the Tempelhof airport circuit. It couldn't be, it couldn't get more interesting. Well, I think the Indonesian Ypres is what I'm really excited for. But this was also not short of excitement and fun, as we will discover later on. Now, just a few details about the circuit. We are racing at the Tempelhof Airport Street circuit that is found in Berlin, Germany, in the suburbs of Berlin, particularly at uh, Platz der Luft. I hope I pronounced it. And that's a place in Berlin, Germany, where we're racing at. Now, we're racing on the former grounds of the Tempelhof Airport Airport itself. Now it has become the Tempelhof Airport circuit. It was one of the biggest, largest airports in the world, actually. But in 2008, it was closed down. And so nowadays, we use it for racing in Formula E. And it is used for other purposes as well. So the very first time we went racing here was in tw- in the 2014-2015 season and it was at the temporary circuit phone on the grounds of the Tempelhof Airport. However, in the 2015-2016 season, we didn't get to race here at the Tempelhof Airport circuit because it was being used as a home for refugees. However, we came back the following year, 2017-2018 season. So for the 2015-2016 season, we weren't there. We were at a temporary street circuit in downtown Berlin at the Karl Marx Early Circuit around the Strasbourg Platzer area. So if you're in Germany, you probably know that place or if you love Germany or if you're very conversant with the area. That's where we were. Nevertheless, I believe the Berlin Ypres is one of those historic Is it fair to say historic if it's set in 2014? But nevertheless, it's one of those popular circuits that we have in Formula E. In 2020 alone, we had the final six races of that season hosted at that circuit. 
it was back to back to back to back to back it was a lot in fact people were wondering how were the drivers able to cope up and how was it entertaining for the fans but i loved what um formula e did that time in 2020 they had reverse configurations for the circuit so sometimes it would race clockwise other times anti-clockwise so that weight was still interesting then in 2021 we had the final two races of the season in berlin and that's when we got to see nick device being crowned as the very first formula e world champion because formula e became a full-on world championship last year so I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much about the circuit. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The circuit is 2.375 kilometers long. If you prefer miles, that's about 1.475 miles long. And we have 19 turns in it, a few high-speed corners, high-speed corners, sorry, and one long straight. When it comes to drivers winning here, Sebastian Buemi dominates them all. He has the most wins at the Berlin April. All right, so enough introduction about the circuit itself and the 2022 Shell Recharge Berlin Ypres. Let's take a short break and when we return, we'll dive into qualifying for the eighth round of racing that we had in Formula E in Berlin. Sorry for interrupting the show. Thank you so much, first of all, for listening to the Formula E podcast. And if by any chance you're also interested in Formula One, don't forget to check out my Formula One podcast called ZF1 Amateur Podcast. Again, ZF1 Amateur Podcast. Just look for it on your favorite podcast player or search for it in your favorite search engine. You can also look for my other podcast called Z Humara Show, which is all about living and growing up in Uganda. Again, it's called Z Humara Show. All right, let's go back to Formula E. Welcome back from that short break. And now let's dive into the qualifying session, how qualifying went for the eighth round of racing that we had in Berlin, Germany. Now, I say this over and over and over again. I think some people are going to get tired of me. But Formula E changed its qualifying format. And I love to explain it over and over again. So what happens is that we have 22 cars on the on the grid so that means we have 22 drivers because we have 11 teams and each team brings two drivers on board so we have 22 drivers so this time around for this season formula e decided to change the qualifying format in fact i, I talked about the new regulations and the changes that came into formula e this season on my introductory podcast about that you know this um season eight of racing in formula e so you can listen to that if you'd like to know more about what happened what changed in formula e this year including the driver lineup and everything but essentially for this year this is how qualifying works so the 22 drivers are split into two groups there's group a and group b each group has 11 drivers and these drivers are organized according to their standings in the drivers championship now group a with its 11 drivers they have a session on the grid and they try to set on the yes on the grid and they try to set the fastest lap times possible that they could possibly set so the four the top four fastest drivers during that session move into the quarterfinals the same thing happens for group b 11 drivers try to set the fastest times on the race track and the four fastest of them move on to the quarterfinals in the quarterfinals, you have eight drivers, and they all go out and try to do the same thing, set the fastest times. 
and the top four of them move into the semi-finals. In the semi-finals, you have four drivers. These four drivers go out onto the grid and try to set the fastest time ever, and then you move to the qualifier to the final, sorry, where you have the top two fastest drivers and they try to bid it out for pole position and the winner takes pole position and then the others are lined up according to how they finished previously so that is how qualifying works now let's look at how it happened for round eight so group a we had Stoffel van Dorn, lucas degrassi nick cassidy mitch evans robin fines alexander sims sergio city camara jake dennis oliver tavi pascal Werling, and oliver askew Group B, we had Eduardo Motara, Nick DeFries, Andre, Andre Lotera, Oliver Roland, Maximilian Ganta, Sam Bard, Antonio Felix de Costa, Sebastian Buemi, Dan Tikta, Antonio Giovinazzi, and Jean-Eric Fan. Now, when we moved to the quarterfinals, Stoffel van Dorn was one of the fastest from Group A. Robin Fines was also one of the fastest from Group A. Lucas Degrassi was one of the fastest from Group A. And Nick uh, Nick Cassidy was one of the fastest. Nick Divisor was one of the fastest from Group A. From Group B, we had the top four fastest were Andre Lotera, Antonio Felix da Costa, um, Nick Divise, and Eduardo Motara. So in the quarterfinals, it was Stoffel van Dorn versus Andre Lotera. And between the two of them, Stoffel van Dorn came out on top. So he moved into the semifinals. We also had Robin Fines versus Antonio Felix da Costa. Between the two of them, Robin Fines was the fastest, so he moved into the semifinals. We also had Lucas Degrassi versus Nick DeVries. And between the two of them, Nick DeVries was the fastest, so he moved into the semifinals. And uh, we also had Nick Cassidy versus Eduardo Motara in the quarterfinals. And between the two of them, Eduardo Motara was fastest, so he moved into the semifinals. In the semifinals, we had Andre Lotera versus Robin Fiennes and Nick, Nick DeVries versus Eduardo Motara. Between Andre Lotera and Robin Fiennes, Robin Fiennes was fastest, so he moved to the finals. And between Nick DeVries and Eduardo Motara, Eduardo Motara was fastest, so he moved to the finals. Now, between Robin Fiennes and Eduardo Motara, Eduardo Motara was the fastest of the two, so he won pole position. Now, here are your qualifying results for round eight of racing. Eduardo Motara was on pole position for Rocket Venturi Racing. In second place was Robin Fines for Envision Racing. In third place was Nick DeVries for Mercedes EQ Formula E team. In fourth place was Andre Lotera for Tag Hoya Porsche Formula E team. In fifth place went, was Antonio Felix da Costa for DS to Cheetah. In sixth place was Nick Cassidy for Envision Racing. In 7th place was Lucas Degrassi for Rocket Venturi Racing. In 8th place was Stoffel van Dorn for Mercedes EQ Formula E team. In 9th place was Jean-Eric Fan for DS Techita. In 10th place was Mitch Evans for Jaguar TCS Racing. In 11th place was Oliver Roland for Mahindra Racing. In 12th place was Alexander Sims for Mahindra Racing. In 13th place was Maximilian Ganta for Nissan E-Dams. In 14th place was Oliver Tavi for Neo 333 FE team. In 15th place was Sam Bard for Jaguar TCS Racing. In 16th place was Jake Dennis for Avalanche Andretti Formula E. In 17th place was Antonio Giovinazzi for Dragon Penseki Autosport. In 18th place was Sergio Sete Camara for Dragon Penseki Autosport. 
In 19th place was Sebastian Buemi for Nissan Edams. In 20th place was Pascal Werlein for Tagoya Porsche Formula E team. And in 21st place was Dan Tiktam for Neo 333 FE team. And to wrap it up was Oliver Askew for Avalanche Andretti Formula E team. And that is how qualifying went. Now let's take a, let's take a short break and when we return, I'll take you through the race itself. All right, welcome back from that short break. Now let's dive into the race itself, which is round eight of racing that we had this season in Formula E in Berlin, Germany. Now remember, Formula E races last for 45 minutes and a lap. We also get fan boost, which is one of the ways, which is the only way, I think, for fans to influence the outcome of a Formula E race. So what happens is that fans get the opportunities to vote for their favorite driver in order for them to get extra power during a race. So only two drivers get extra power during a race through fan boost. And for this particular race, there were Antonio Felix de Costa and Generic Fan. We also had one attack mode for this race. So basically, attack mode this race was giving you 13% power boost for 8 minutes. But interestingly, you can actually, as a driver, lose positions during attack mode or you can gain some, as we shall see. So this is the way I narrate the highlights of a Formula E pre. So what happens is because the clock counts down, I also count down as I give you the highlights. So I'll be like 44 minutes and a lap left on the clock. This is what happens. 42 minutes and a lap left on the clock. This is what happens. That is how I do it. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's dive into it. So 44 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Nick DeVries was leading the E-Pri. He was being followed by Eduardo Motara in second place, Robin Fiennes in third place, Lucas DeGrassi in fourth place, and Andre Lotterer in fifth place, as well as Antonio Felix da Costa in sixth place. Still, within that same time frame, 44 minutes and a lap left on the clock, Andre Lotterer in fifth place managed to overtake Lucas DeGrassi, who was in fourth place. So now Andre Lotterer places himself up in fourth place and pushes Lucas DeGrassi down to fifth place. Around that exact time as well, Jean-Eric Vaughan in ninth place managed to overtake Mitch Evans, who was in eighth place. So now Jean-Eric Vaughan moves up to eighth place and uh, Mid, uh, Mitch Evans moves down to ninth place. Oliver Tavi around that same time in 13th place manages to overtake Maximilian Ganta in 12th place. So now Tavi is running in 12th place, but Maximilian Ganta is now down to 13th place. But less than a few a few seconds later, Maximilian Ganta regained his position. So it didn't last for so long. And then at the bottom of the grid, Alec Oliver Askey, sorry, dropped to 19th place after being overtaken by Pascal Werlein. Now, 34 minutes and a lap left on the clock, Eduardo Motara was still leading the Ypri at the particular moment. And behind him was Nick DeVries, who had just undertaken, or who had just taken, attack mode. And behind Nick DeVries was Robin Freins and Andre Lotterer. A little bit lower on the grid was Antonio Felix da Costa in 6th place and Sajo Sitekamara in 15th place, who had also taken attack mode. Unfortunately, around that same time, a few seconds later, Nick DeVries dropped to third place. And by this time, Stoffel van Dono, also in seventh place, decided to take his attack mode. 33 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Eduardo Motara was still leading the race. 
Around that same time as well, Robin finds in second place gets overtaken by Nick DeVries in third, who is now running under attack mode. And I want you to remember that attack mode lasts for about 8 minutes. So don't be surprised whenever I keep saying that Nick DeVries is still under attack mode. That lasts for about 8 minutes. Still with 33 minutes and a lap left on the clock, Lucas Degrassi also overtakes Robin Frines. So Robin Frines now drops to fourth place. At that particular moment, Antonio Felix da Costa, who was running in fifth place, Andre Lotterer in sixth place, Stoffel van Doorn in seventh place, and Sergio Sitekamara in 14th place are all under attack mode. 30 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Nick DeVries, who is running in second place, is still under attack mode and manages to overtake Eduardo Motara. So now Eduardo Motara is running in second place, and behind him is Antonio Felix da Costa in third place, who is also under attack mode. Behind Antonio Felix da Costa is Lucas de Grassi in fourth place, who isn't under attack mode. And behind Lucas de Grassi is Andre Lotterer in fifth place, who is under attack mode. And behind Andre Lotterer is Robin Fiennes in sixth place, who isn't under attack mode. While Stoffel van Doorn in seventh place, Mitch Evans in eighth place, and Roland in ninth, Oliver Roland in ninth place are under attack mode. Still with 30 minutes and a lap left on the clock, Sam Bard in 18th place manages to overtake Sajo Kamara, who is running in 13th place. So now Sam Bard pushes himself up to 13th place. Still with 30 minutes and a lap left on the clock, behind Sajo Kamara is Maximilian Ganta in 15th place, who has also just taken attack mode. And behind Maximilian Ganta is Oliver Tavi in 16th place, who has not yet taken his attack mode. And behind Tavi is Pascal Wehrlein in 17th place, who is under attack mode. Now, 30 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Antonio Felix da Costa manages to overtake Eduardo Motara under attack mode. So now Antonio Felix da Costa is running in 2nd place and Eduardo Motara is running in 3rd place. 25 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Eduardo Motara, after taking attack mode, drops to fifth place with, with Stoffel van Dorn in fourth place, Andre Lotera up in third place, Antonio Felix da Costa in second place, and Nick DeVries in first place leading the race. 23 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Eduardo Motara starts gaining places under attack mode. He manages to overtake Stoffel van Doorn and is now in third place with Stoffel van Doorn being pushed to fourth place. 22 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Stoffel van Doorn drops to sixth place after being overtaken by Lucas de Grassi in fourth place and Freins in fifth place. Now both Lucas de Grassi and Robin Freins did this under attack mode. Still 22 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Eduardo Motara manages to overtake Antonio Felix da Costa. So now Eduardo Motara is running in second place while Antonio Felix da Costa is running in third place. 16 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Antonio Felix da Costa takes fan boost. He's running in fifth place and decides to activate his fan boost. And I think we talked about fan boost earlier. But interestingly, he doesn't gain a position and neither does he loses. Uh, sorry, neither does he lose a position. 14 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Robin Fiennes, who's running in 6th place, and Oliver Roland, running in 7th place, are battling it out with each other. They're both giving us some will-to-will action, which is absolutely entertaining. 7 minutes and a lap left on the clock. Zinerik Van, who is in 10th place, 
activates his fan boost, boost sorry, and we don't see him lose or gain a position either. At the same particular moment, somebody in 13th place also decides to activate his attack mode. Two minutes and a lap left on the clock, Lucas Degrassi in third place gets overtaken by Stoffel van Dorn. A minute left on the clock, we see the last two drivers undertake, I mean, take attack mode for the day. And there was somebody in 11th place and Nick DeVries in 21st place. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how the Berlin E-Prix went. That is just a summary of what happened that I highlighted during the Berlin E-Prix. Now, here are your race results for the eighth round of racing that we had in Formula E this season. Nick DeVries won the race for Mercedes EQ. Eduardo Mortara came in second. Stoffel van Dorn came in third. Lucas Degrassi came in fourth. Robin Vines came in fifth. Antonio Felix da Costa came in sixth. Oliver Roland came in seventh. Andre Lotera came in eighth. Zinerik Van came in ninth. Mitch Evans came in tenth. In eleventh place was Sam Bart. In 12th place was Pascal Werlein. In 13th place was Jake Dennis. In 14th place was Sebastian Buemi. In 15th place was Oliver Askew. In 16th place was Maximilian Gunter. In 17th place was Oliver Tavi. In 18th place was Alexander Sims. In 19th place was Sergio Sete Camara. In 20th place was Dan Tictam. In 21st place was Nick Cassidy. And in 22nd place was Antonio, Antonio Giovinazzi. And uh, that is how the Berlin E-Prim went. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, I hope it was as interesting as it was for me, for you. Now, I will see you next time, which will be the 4th of June, where we'll be racing in Indonesia, specifically in Jakarta. So that's going to be pretty exciting for Formula E to be in Indonesia. In the meantime, if you'd love to connect, please don't hesitate. My email address is mbabaziruth77 at gmail.com. That is spelled as M-B-A-B-A-Z-I-R-U-T-H 77 at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can find me on social media. My Instagram handle is at humura underscore Ruth. That is spelled as H-U-M-U-R-A underscore Ruth. Or on Twitter as the Formula One Amateur. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, have a lovely, lovely time.